Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. Today, I am so excited to have my friend Julia Stubbe on a galactic channel, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We don't know what's going to happen, but you know, we'll see. First, before I bring her on, though, a couple of announcements. First, um, if you have not grabbed the 20-minute free meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you do so on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. Also, I still have a couple of spots available for my galactic retreat, um, September 14th to the 17th here on the big island of Hawaii. So check that out also on mysticmanta.com. And then if you are just visiting Hawaii and want to come to the Big Island and do one of my Big Island UFO tours, you will see the night sky in a whole new way using advanced generation three military night vision goggles. And I can tell you, we see stuff all the time. No joke. So without further ado, bringing on Julia. Hello, Julia. Hi, Lisa. I'm hugging you. I'm hugging, I'm hugging your audience. <laughs> Well, let me share with our audience who you are. You have been a guest on the show before, but, you know, I'm sure we have new people listening and watching. So, and you have so much good stuff. <laughs> They're going to want to know. Way shower Julia Stubbe is a gifted energy intuitive channel and teacher specializing in assisting others to wholeness through awareness and self-empowerment. An extraordinary spirit, her journey to wholeness began more than 30 years ago. It was throughout her own personal, powerful personal transformation through energy healing that brought her to share this profound work with others. Julia interweaves many healing modalities to find a deeper understanding of physical and emotional dis-ease. By peeling away the layers of surface challenges and blockages, Understanding and realization of issues through this healing enlightenment are exposed, allowing deeper issues to come to light. This approach to clear old programming and activate creative DNA coding elevates your vibration and frequency, facilitating healing transformation and support on your journey of an unfoldment. Yes, <laughs> yes, being whole. Yes. <laughs> L-E, in case anybody wasn't sure. <laughs> that kind of wholeness. <laughs> okay, so Julia, I would love for you first, before we get into, you know, whatever, whatever's going to happen today, okay. to share with our audience a little bit about your journey and how you got into the work that you do, kind of how you maybe grew up, but then what got you into this work? Well, I grew up in um, a psychotic, alcoholic, violent environment. Um, mostly single parent, but I had, I had several different stepfathers come in and out as far as that goes. I had a lot of physical issues cause I was an empath. I was clairvoyant. I was clairaudient. I had a lot of different gifts and, but I didn't know how to clear that. I didn't know how to heal that. And so when I get in my twenties, it's like, I'm self-destructive. It's like, I, I mean, I, I wanted to just die because I just didn't fit. I didn't, I didn't feel wanted. I didn't feel anything. It's like there was so much anger from the way I grew up. And I actually thought I would die, physically die by the time I was 30. Mm -hmm. So I basically lived like I was going to die till I was 30. So anybody who thinks they're going to die at 30, <clears throat> it doesn't always happen. So once I hit 30, 
I was like, okay, well, I'm here. So now what? And I had my son when I was 32 and he basically saved my life because he brought back the memories that I had stuff because your body remembers everything, but your mind blocks out the stuff that is so painful to do. And I, and I had done talk therapy in my twenties cause I was self-destructive, you know, as far as that goes. And so in my early thirties, I went to, um, I was going to a massage therapist because I had been in a car accident in March of 1980 and she had to go get her, both her hips replaced. So she sent me to another massage th therapist who was a shamanic healer who touched my heart chakra and the pain literally shot through my back and down my spine. Mm. And some people might think that that's not a good thing, but for me, I knew I was in the right place at that time. And so we, I invoked a, on a journey with her for self-healing, forgiving my mom, inner child work, shadow work. One of the what most profound sessions I had with her is we were on the table and I digressed to when I was like 18 months old and I was baby talking and my body was like all hot and it's like I was crying and and it's like and then all of a sudden my head hurt and then I couldn't breathe and 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 I kind of remember like leaving my body at that point and when I came out of that regression my childhood regression I literally filled three handfuls of paper towels or tissues with water that had been in my lungs energetically for that whole period of time. And here the story was my mom was giving me a bath and the water was very hot. So that's why my body tingled. And then because there was violence in the household, she didn't want my dad to hear me crying. So she shoved me under the water or the tub and I hit my head on the side of it. And then I couldn't breathe because I was drowning. And then that's the first time I left my body. And I kind of remember seeing it in the regression, but it wasn't the main thing because it was like all this water came out of me when I came out. So I was like, whoa, all that, all that's there. And that yeah. was like, so it was just like, and I, so I, I was continued to do this. And it's like, I was always, part of me was fearful, like, well, what's going to happen this time? But I was so desperate to find out who I was without the pain, without the anger that I just continued on that. And that's sort of how I got started with what it was. And I've, you know, I've been on my own journey, like doing self-work and studying different modalities to be able to just become who I am now. So it's like, I don't have the triggers. Um, I feel whole, I love who I am. I'm really comfortable in my own skin. Um, I have no filter on my mouth anymore. Um, things, things that could get me in a lot of trouble. Yes. <laughs> well, so, um, I guess when did you open up as a channel then and a galactic channel more specifically? Well, um, I've always had different beings show up. Okay. So I've had different beings show up. It's like, I remember as a child going out in the front yard and saying, when are you coming back to pick me up and coming home with me as far as that goes? My light language channeling, I mean, so there's light language channeling and then there's the channeling with the galactics because I would have these different beings. They were multidimensional beings. So I would go, oh, 
it was shortly after Nicholas, my son was born. So we're talking 30 years ago, I would astral travel and I would go to these different worlds and these different planets and fly through the sky and go underwater. I remember the first time I astral traveled underwater, I thought I was going to drown, but then I realized I could breathe. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. It's, so, it's just like so exciting. I was just so I was just like so excited because I was like I was underwater and I was going to these different worlds and I meet these different beings. So it's like it's not quite channeling, but the connection was there as far as that goes. And then uh, say I'm thinking, see, I'm 65, 55, 45. So around when I was 45, 48, somewhere in that source said that I had to stop astral traveling. It's like they clipped my wings mm -hmm. because they said I had to be fully in my body to be able to handle the energy that was coming through. So shortly after that, um, I, Dor Dor Dorian, Dorian Light um, has these light language cards. And my friend Mary had gotten the deck and she goes, well, these aren't for me, but they're for you. Cause she, she knew it was an alien. And um, so <laughs> I said, and there's like 63, 65 of these cards. And I said, well, what do I do? I, you know, I asked source, what do I do with them? And they go, well, we should read them out loud three times each out loud, 65 cards out loud three times light language thing. So I did it. And then that weekend we went to Shalom park up here and there's all these different trees and plants. And I have a connection with the plants and the trees. It's like, so I've always talked to them anyhow. And all of a sudden I start channeling light language. And I can't stop. I'm literally like hitting my mouth, like trying to get myself to be quiet. And I couldn't, it just was coming out with the one bamboo tree called me a witch. And there was a few other nice choice words they were saying to me. So it was like, from there was the light language. And then from there I connected with my, what I call my 85 team actually really connected on a higher level and got identification of what we would call them and how they would working with me. Because what I had been shown is in my previous incarnations, I've been, I've been on many different worlds, and I, my, my primary um, source where I came from is not in this galaxy; it's off galaxy. And my primary job when I was out there working is I was a what I would call a galactic ambassador and interpreter. So I have visions like when I channel my eighty-five; they're part of that because there are, there'll be about 15 out of the 85 sitting around a table and they'll come forward and it's like, and I can hear them. And it's like, so I, I channel the light language, which everybody knows at the table. That's not everything. I don't put all that on my YouTube channel because that's just, sometimes I go to that private place with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so I guess, tell me more about the 85. So is that 85 beings or? Yeah, there's 85 beings. And I guess it was, if you want to hear a funny story, t let me tell you about the elves that channeled through me because that yeah. that'll make you laugh. But because it, it's it sparked this is like so my 85, it's like I got told that I really needed to be more discerning on what channeled through me because yeah. I had different beings channel through me and I didn't really know their vibration. So I I upgraded my contract that anything or anybody that channels through me must have a higher vibration of divine love or higher or they're not allowed to channel. So I went to my 85. I said, so I said, this is the new criteria. It's like, is there anybody that doesn't fit? And there was like four or five that didn't. I said, so do I need to change the name to my 82 or my 81? And they said, oh no, there's a waiting line for you. So um, <laughs> they just pulled new ones in and they're just from all different galaxies. 
they have different energies. So when I channel light language, they'll like they'll if I'm doing it for presentation for YouTube or for a group, it's like it's like like anywhere between five and fifteen of them will step up and say, okay, this is the topic, like whether it's to release fear codes or whatever it is. And they'll channel through me. And sometimes two or three are channeling through me at the same time, which is highly, highly enter entertaining as far as that goes. But, and people, if you listen, you can distinctly hear different beings channel through the different light languages that are coming from. Interesting. So how, I'm, I'm curious, how does it feel to have that many speaking through you at one time? Because I've only experienced, you know, each group one at a time, essentially. So it's like, I guess I'm kind of used to it. I guess it's almost like my norm. Because if we go back to the L's, which was four years ago or five, I think it might have been five years ago, um, between five and six, I was going to a, a retreat. I was leading a retreat with my co-host from the radio show um, up in South Carolina. And we left Dylan here. Dylan here is a multidimensional cat. He's a Maine Coon and he goes different places. He'll literally disappear out of the house and then he'll come back. And I've seen him in different ways that he's been my brother in other lifetimes. And I actually had an animal communicator who went, I'm confused. Was he a two-legged being? And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so that confirmed that as far as that goes. Well, he would always go to these other parties because I always had, no, you don't do parties here. We don't bring other beings into the house. Da, 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 da. Well, when we were up in South Carolina, we checked in on him and he's having a party. He's got all the houses full with all these multidimensional beings. He's got this one cat, Ella, who we babysat her multidimensional body and him are hanging out on the cat tree. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Dylan, make sure everybody's home and away and gone by the time I get back. Yeah. And so <laughs> So that was in October. And in December, um, I was on the phone with a friend of mine and out of my mouth came, I wonder what it would be like if the elves from the elf calendar came out to play. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. That just came out of my mouth. The elves from the elf calendar want to come out and play. Okay. So I went to a Reiki share that night and she was not there. And I'm, it's finally my turn to be on the table and I have somebody at the top and they're all around and she goes, she's at the, my crown and she's looking at my chest. She goes, what are all these L's on your chest? And I'm like, I said, not sure. What do they want? And all of a sudden they started channeling through me about having fun. So I had, I had North, one North Polian elf come through some English L's, um, a galactic elf. There was 12 of them. And I literally was smacking my mouth because they, and they were talking all at the same time. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And they just want, they were just like so excited that I was there because they've been trying to get my attention. And I, to be honest, I have learned how to shield that so that <laughs> it's like, I don't need to see all those beings. I saw them growing up. It's like, you know what, just you go play in your corner and just leave me alone and we're good. And so it was like hysterical. And, and I had a person I had driven. It was my, I was the driver for that night. So I had a person who has had experience with me and my little off key things that happened to me. And then the other person was more 3d. Um, <laughs> so she's in the back seat, and I'm driving and they're channeling through me. 
And this little, there, all of a sudden I saw a little toddler sister. So one of the, one of the male elves had a, brought a sister with, so it made 13 elves. And she actually had a nooner in her mouth. And I told my friend Margie that, um, oh, there's a little, there's a little toddler, a little girl elf. And she's like, oh, girls can take care of everything. Tell her to tell the boys to da, 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 so they should go. And she's like having a two-year-old tantrum and it's coming out of my mouth while I'm driving. No, 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 And I'm trying to drive. No, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, Margie, you can't tell her to do that. She doesn't want to, and she's not capable of it. So I'm trying to get my words out while the words are coming out. And so that was, and the person in the back who's three, definitely all 3D is like, yeah, what the hell? And I'm like, I'm not sure she wants me to pick her up anymore <laughs> to take her to Ricky share. <laughs> so after that, I made some rules about who and what could channel through me. <laughs> well, so I guess um, that leads to, because we do have a choice. We, everyone yeah. has a choice. And, you know, there are people out there that are channels that, are definitely not as maybe discerning as the Mm -hmm. energy that's coming through them or because they're channeling maybe something of a little bit lower frequency. It's got more polarized information. Like it's playing into the fear a little more. And I, I'm seeing that and I, I stay away from it, but people don't necessarily understand. Well, they also, I, I really think it's like, I'm just so excited. Look at me. I'm a channeling. I'm channeling. Look at this. It's like, and there's tricksters out there that, that have this illusion of being something they're not as far as in the energetic world. Oh my, they'll play games with you. So it's like, they might come across with all this light and it's just illusion. So it's like you really, to be discerning, it, it, it takes a lot of work. And it also means you have to put your ego aside because maybe you aren't channeling what you think you're channeling as far as that goes. And and I'll tell you, it's like, they'll play havoc. If you're playing with, if you're playing in the dark and you don't even know you're playing in the dark, they'll play havoc with your life. I went to um, a Starseed reunion back in October and they had a guest speaker and he's talking about all these lower entities. He's, he's embracing these lower entities that channeling. And it's like two of us who were a little bit more discerning said that we could help them. Oh no, I like this. It's like, I like having the feeling of this. And I'm like, okay. I was like, we each have a choice. It's like, I'm not going to, if that's what you want to do, that's your choice as far as that goes. But I was like, I was guided to ask, but it's like, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility to, to, you know, to tell people that they should or shouldn't, what they shouldn't, shouldn't do or shouldn't channel. I just know what's right for me. And I know what I gravitate to. And I just know that I won't gravitate to someone who channels the lower energies. That's all. Yeah. Same. And that's something though, that I, I guess just the channeling for me is a lot newer. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I grew up with channeling. And so, you know, I've been around it since I was 13 years old (laughs) and I'm 50 now. So a long time I've been around it. And, um, so I guess what I want I get the audience to understand is that, you know, really all things are real, right? Correct. All realities are real. So which one do you want to be a part of? Yeah, you do have a choice. And one of the things I will say about channeling, which is which 
it's has nothing to do with what I'm necessarily channeling, but how I channel. Sometimes it's like, it's like driving a car. You're channeling and you're full control. You can drive the car, you know where you're going, you know what's happening. You're fully aware. Sometimes you're the passenger. You get a little sidetracked, so it's, but you really don't have any control of where you're going, but you're watching and you can kind of see what's going on. Sometimes you're in the back seat, totally oblivious. Sometimes you're in the trunk, which is really a bumpy ride because you know something's happening and you just know something's happening. And sometimes you're not even in the car. And that's when you lose for me, because I there are times I know I channel because I'll be around the house here and I know I'll be channeling and all of a sudden it'll be three hours later. So whatever happened, I was not in the car or in the vehicle when they were channeling through me. So it's also about really having that self-care and making sure when you come back that you really ground back into your body and return to your body and really make sure you're clear. Because even though you have the rule of what you're channeling, when you're out of the vehicle, do you really know? is 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 where i'm coming from and even in the trunk in the trunk it's a little scary because it's like you're not really sure what's happening but like if you're in the back seat or the front seat passenger it's like you can kind of tell like what's happening here (laughs) sort of sometimes (laughs) i mean do you have methods for controlling how much out of body you are when you're channeling or is it kind of organic and whatever's going to happen is going to happen it's pretty much organic. Like when I, when I do a preliminary for like a YouTube video, it's like, I talk to the team, my 85, because with my 85, we have agreements as far as that goes. Okay. This is not going to be any longer than 12 minutes or da, 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 da. It's like, and you got to understand in it. So they respect that. But when like I'm channeling around the house and it's like, all of a sudden I'm getting downloads and they're channeling and whatever's coming out. It's like, that's different. I do have, I try to set rules the best I can, but that still doesn't mean that sometimes they just don't necessarily, to be honest, honor, or my communication skills are saying that, well, that's not the way we interpreted it. (laughs) So it's like, yes, you have a choice, but sometimes I feel a little coerced. So when you are working with your 85, um, mm-hmm. because you, you do have different clairs enhanced or, you know, awake, open, um, do you see them in addition to feeling them? And Yes. Oh, so I see them sitting around the table. There's is a circular table and we're sitting like, um, and usually there's about 15 of them. So I'll see the different beings and sometimes they're just light. Sometimes they have more of a physical form. And as they speak, it's like my head gets jerked in that direction while they're speaking it. And it's like, sometimes it goes like that because there's more than one trying to speak through me because what they're doing is they're actually speaking to the other 15 and to whoever's going to see this transmission as far as the light language or the galactic download or whatever you want to call it, because it's like, it's all, to me, it's all the same. Okay. So the team, are they, do you know, like what, I know they're multidimensional, but like, are, do you know? So 70% of them, 70% of them are not in this galaxy. Right. Out of the 85. The other are in here. So some of them are Pleiadian, some of Arcturian, some of them are the Adromedan, some of them are Atlantean, some of them are the Muse, Lemurians. Um, 
So, and they just show up that way. And it's like, I just know the energy of whatever's coming through as far as that goes. For me, I guess because I've done this in past lives that to me, it's like, they're all equals and it doesn't really, it's like, who cares? They're all just showing up. It's a peace mission or whatever it is. It's like, we're all together here. So there is no division between the, you know, the star seed races, so to speak, as we, as we look at it now. Okay. They run. That yeah. Makes that, that makes total sense to me. And um, so over the last few months, I've been working with different galactic races and, and teaching about them, but the also letting them, you know, channel through me in these different sessions. And so it's been a, a really fascinating experiment for me to let go of my control in that and trusting mm -hmm. them to come through in whatever way they need to. And, um, you know, I've definitely, when I started channeling my Arcturians, that felt very comfortable. And so I know with these other groups, they're just different aspects of me. Right. That, and that's what allowed it to be comfortable for me. Right. That's the whole thing is like, you know, it's like you have your starseed origins and a lot of people get hung up. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just an observation. They get hung up on where did they come from? But it's been my experience that many of us have experienced lifetimes on different on different worlds as far as that goes. And we've been all of these, or at least in this galaxy, most of us have been all of them in this galaxy. It's like, I don't know how, I mean, I know there's so many beyond this galaxy that those aspects are in each and every one of us as far as that goes. And, and, we're, and sometimes it's like we're looking for the traits to see where we actually fit. But if you really, it's that, it's like I said, the journey to wholeness, it's like you are a whole without trying to pick out the pieces. Oh, I'm, I'm from, a, I'm a Pleiadian starseed. I'm an Octorian starseed. You're just a whole, W-H-O-L-E, starseed. And you're magical and you're powerful. And it's about embracing your power and not dividing yourself and honoring those aspects, those higher aspects of you that are coming through and using the discernment because there's still, if the lower aspects come through, that's just something you got to look at to heal as far as that goes to clear that shadow and work with that shadow side. So, yeah, that's, I love that message. And that is something that, you know, even though people who, you know, who are a little more awake to that, they are from, they are truly connected to source, but they still want to feel i guess like they belong to a specific group and so they want to identify like yeah they, it's like yeah they need they need that identification i'm at the point in, in my journey that i don't require that because it's like it's yeah. like yeah. i just like and just so i go where the energy like the, it's like where i feel that that unconditional love and that unconditional acceptance and when i do star star sea journeys it's like i channel and we go to different galaxies and different star systems and we get to have a party with the with these other beings and we get to see our ancestors and our family and and merge with them and it's like just the love and it's like i could go there a different time you know at, at different place each time and i have relatives all over the galaxy that are just like oh she's coming for a visit yes let's get the food out because we know she's still a foodie you know and I just get, I just get so grateful for all of that. You know, it's like, just, and not like, oh, I went, I went to see, you know, I was at the Octorian world or I was the Pleiadian world or, 
or whatever. It's like, to me, it's like, they're all one because they're all my family. Yeah. I, well, I totally agree with you on that. And um, hopefully people listening will, will take that to heart a little more. I mean, and whether they do or don't. Yeah. You know? Well, and then, and it's the whole thing. It's like, there's no judgment because it's like, it's just like, um, for you to build your spiritual confidence, maybe you do need to identify with a particular group and work with that group. So you feel comfortable with that group till you branch out. You know, it's like, till you go and branch out and visit the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, you know, you just want to work with, you know, the ones that it's like your cousins that are really close and it's like, okay, well, they're long distant cousins. They, they, you know, they were, they were whatever, you know, it's like, but then you go and find that they're really great people because whoever started that rumor, uh, you know, it no longer serves, but it's yeah. like, but so it's okay. Wherever you are in your journey is okay. Whether you just want to resonate with one or you want to identify with one, because look at, look at this in the physical world. There are relatives that we do not want to deal with in the physical world. So why would we want to necessarily branch out in the multidimensional world where we have no idea what's going to happen? <laughs> at least in the physical world, those crazy people are predictable. It's like, oh, yeah, so that's the one that dances on the table at the wedding reception. So, yeah, there's that one. And that's the, oh, no, we don't. But, you know, so it's like you've got those in the galactic world, too. I hate to tell you, they're out there. There's some really interesting beings out there, and they have a quite interesting sense of humor as far as that goes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, okay, so I would love for you to share with the audience that, that if they're interested. Okay, so with the channeling, you know, you describe being, you know, front seat, back seat, trunk, out mm -hmm. of the car together. What what techniques do you use specifically to like ground yourself back in when you've been out of body? Okay, so a um, couple things is like first of all, I've always had I've always struggled with um, staying and being in my body, especially since I told you about like leaving my body when I was eighteen months old because I actually had a walk in come in to keep me alive. I'm I'm currently walk in free, but I've always like. I've had people say, well, your feet were never ever really close to the ground as far as that goes. So I, the one thing that really works for me is I, because I asked, because it's like I was doing the tree meditation and the tree, this guy with the roots and as far as that goes. And then I said, I need something else. Show me something else. And so if I imagine myself, this is extension cord of light. It's a huge cord. It's a cyber cord. It's fiber -ostic. It's actually it actually runs out six feet, but at the end of it is a grounding plug with two prongs that come out my feet. And then the grounding prong, that third prong comes out my root chakra. And what that does, it anchors into, it actually finds the 10th chakra. It actually plugs in and then plugs into the earth because my 10th chakra is not always underneath my feet because I am out of my body and it might be over in Canada um, so it, it helps to bring it and pull it back in, to anchor me in to be grounded. It's like, um, you know, and I, I cross my body. I, I love tourmaline as far as to be able to hold tourmaline. Sometimes I'll like take a piece of petrified wood and I'll put my feet on it. If I'm really struggling a little bit and have tourmaline in my hands, as, as far as the crystal, if, if the energetic part needs a little bit of help crossing my arms, crossing my legs. Um, drinking water, as far as that goes, that's really important to stay hydrated, especially after you channel. 
And sea salt is one of my other things that I like to do. Like if I, when I take a shower, um, I'll put sea salt on the, the floor of the shower or I'll put it in my soap and just clear and bring, bring my energy down. Okay. So you mentioned something that I don't know if I've had conversations with anyone about this on any of my shows before about walk-ins. And this actually, what's interesting, so I've read about walk-ins in Dolores Cannon's work. And I have a friend who messaged me a few days ago asking about walk-ins. And so because one of one of their friends was thinking that he was in a walk-in situation. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But so I would love for you to share. Okay. So <clears throat> prior, I was born in 1958 and my prior incarnation, I, um, I died when I was like in 1956, shortly after that, I was a toddler. I got hit by a car. So when I came in, it was like quick down and dirty because I had a mission on this planet to be here. So this walk-in that came in when I was 18 months old, <clears throat> I got to get a lozenger. I'm getting a little, my throat chakra's like, do you really want to tell this story, Julia? Um, <laughs> it's like, so give me a second. <laughs> it's like, so let's clear the throat chakra. Put the lozenger in. So this walk-in that came in at that time, because I've had more than one walk-in, um, was in charge of keeping my body alive, keeping my physical body alive because I couldn't leave again and come back in such a short period of time and still be able to function and do the job that I was supposed to do as far as here on the planet goes. So I went through life. Um, there are times that I left my body because the violence was so bad in the household as far as that goes. And I believe I was in, I believe it was in my tw late twenties. I went on a date with this guy and he took me to up, up, it was in Pennsylvania, took me to these mediums and stuff like that. And the woman goes, you know, you, you, you have a, you're, you have a walk-in. And I said, yeah, just like that. I just said, yeah, I know because, but nobody ever talked about it before, but I knew the walk-in was there. And through the years, because my part of my, part of my generosity as being this being is I would let these walk-ins experience earth through me. So it's like, that schizophrenic a little bit as far as that goes. So I would have these different beings come in mm -hmm. and as long as they behaved, we got along. It's like, as far as that goes. And then, so I, most of them were female. And from what I've counted and talked to till about five years ago, I had a total, I had had a total of seven walk-ins. Okay. So five years ago, there was this being that came through and it was male energy and the seventh walk-in was still there too. So I had the seventh and what I call the eighth, the male energy and this male energy, little did I know it was like his last chance to be able to experience this world and get through all this stuff. And he made me physically sick. I would, it was like, he was trying to kill me. And the seventh one was like, didn't know what to do. Cause he, she couldn't like have any, power over him as far as that goes. And so I got the message from her that she wanted to be released from her contract to be my walk-in because she just didn't feel like she fit there anymore, such like that. And so I went to contracts and I released her and then he took all over. And it's like, I, it's like, I literally went down 
the rabbit hole with him. And okay. I worked with somebody else who could see him. And we, it took a lot to get him out. And through the what I call my, my galactic council and my energetic team, they actually took him out in chains out of my body um, because that was his last chance to be able to do whatever it was. And I still could hear the screams when they were pulling him out. Wow. And from that point on, I said, you know what? I'm done with this being generous and letting others experience this through my body. So that was also part of what channels through me. That was part of my decision as well, if that makes sense. So it, um, it's, it's, it just depends on where you are, but I just know that if I wouldn't have had the walk-ins, I physically wouldn't be on this planet right now. Okay. So um, let me ask a few more questions about that again. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to, there's a lot to process there. <laughs> you have so much experience with it and you know, I don't, there might be other people that have had a walk-in experience, but maybe not been aware necessarily. But so when, when you've had these different beings come in, how conscious are you as Julia still aware? Or are you out doing other stuff, like having a vacation, and they're in there just running through you? I would say up to the first seven. Okay, so the, the first couple were in charge of keeping me alive. Okay. So, um, and I think there was like three of those that like would develop as I developed, well, we're going to keep her alive. We're going to keep her functioning, even though she's not in her body, she's like out there ready to cross over. So those that, and then after, I guess after I really truly believed that I was going to live like in, when I was you know going through my healing journey and I was in my late thirties and my forties, they took like a back seat and there was only one at a time during that period. So there was no multiple then I, so I wasn't really conscious conscious, but I knew there was other walk-ins and I, and I, and they just wanted to experience what I was experiencing. So they weren't detrimental to me. They were just like hanging out while well, she's like, this is interesting. I kind of like this sex stuff or, Oh, she likes this food. We're getting to experience this food. Um, so they just wanted to have the earth experience through me until this, this last one came up and it was more of a project, which I wasn't pre-warned about, even though I knew this one was coming in. And, and so I was conscious and I did make a conscious agreement because I hadn't had an issue before as far as that goes. And this was, this was a male energy and I've always had female energy um, walk-ins within me before that. So, from your um, knowledge or experience, do you have any idea who these entities were, where they were from, what type or what anything? I think it's just something we made an agreement with it. it I, so it could, it, it, there's all kinds of possibilities as far as I know, but I don't, to be honest, I can't give you a definitive answer because I don't know what I, it's like at that time, it's like, oh, you want to just come hang out, whatever. It's like, I didn't, I didn't have any judgment with that. And it's like, so I believe the first three that kept me alive, I believe that was just prearranged agreements with either aspects of me or, or relatives of me or whatever, just to keep me, keep me here. The, the four that came in after that, it was just like, Oh, sure. Another one. Okay. Sure. Let's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's have fun, you know, because they, they were just there. It's like, and if I did leave my body, they 
they knew how I acted so they could pretend to be, you know, me or whoever, how it worked. So, but when I'm not in my body, I really couldn't, to be honest, I couldn't necessarily tell you what I was doing as far okay. as that goes. Because I'm kind of curious how your friends or family experienced you when these different beings were there. And then, well, especially that male one. Well, that was like, but that was just like in the last, you know, that wasn't that I, that's happened while I was here in Florida. So that was completely different, but yeah. you know, it's like, but, and like my, my friend who, who does Reiki and she does healing and energy work and she's, she's more angelic realm where I'm more galactic realm. She could see him, she could see him showing up. So she, she saw what I was saying. So it's always nice to be, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like validated. Validated that this is really true and this is really real. Because sometimes it's like, even for me, though everything is real, sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, really? This is really real? <laughs> I still get, I still have those moments as yeah. far as that goes. So it's like, I would hope that, you know, <laughs> other people have those moments too. But I just, I just, but there's no judgment in those moments. It's like, wow, this is an interesting experience. Or it's like, I wonder how this is going to turn out. You know what? You need to take your, let your, here's, here's your, the number for your Uber. <laughs> you need to leave now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess, you know, it all depends on what paradigm people are in, because I think that with that eighth one, some people who have more of a religious background would call that possession. Right. Mm -hmm. but, then yeah. they might and and then and then they could they could even think the others were possession too because but that was my agreement because i because i've been i'm i'm the old soul and it's like oh well you don't really want to come here for long term i get that yeah but if you just want to hang out for a couple years sure come hang out for a couple years and like they get the experience and see if you really want to choose this planet for your next carnation <laughs> And that's, and that's, and that seems, might, might seem a little, it is a little off, but it's like, it's, but that's just the way. And I don't think I've really talked in depth about this with anybody. So it's like, I'm like, no wonder my third chakra was going, oh, they're going to be labeling you girlfriend. And um, so. <laughs> no. Well, hopefully not. And if they do, you know, again. <laughs> it's like, it's none of my business what people think of me because they're going to think whatever they want anyhow. You know, okay. as far as that goes. So it's like, but it just, because I can laugh at myself and I can find humor. And because sometimes I can go, wow, yeah. <laughs> to myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love, I love what you just said about, you know, but it's nice to have validation sometimes because even though we all know, we know things are real. Um, some things are so kind of far out of normal human mm -hmm. that we're like, yeah, even for, even for me, it's like, I'm still, sometimes I'm just like, I just, and I, I have to tell you this one thing, which has nothing to do with anything. So the person I go, Margie, who we go to the Reiki share with, we were going to a Reiki share and we were driving and I was driving and we have to cross this big highway. And after the big highway, there's another light. We make a right. So where I remember being at the gas station, the big highway, the lights in front of us. The next thing I know, we're at the very end of that road at a T at a different highway. And I have no idea where we are. She has no idea where we are either. So I'm like, huh. So I had to turn because I couldn't make a U-turn because it was a T. So I had to go down, come back around and come back up. 
And I was like, whoa, we're, and we're going and we're driving and we're driving. We finally found the road. And we, instead of making the right, now we're making the left. And we got there and we got there earlier than if we wouldn't have been missing. <laughs> and if she wouldn't have been with me to experience that whole thing, I would have been just what happened. So it's like, I love how spirit has given me her as a companion that she can be my witness to some of my, some of the things that happened because it's, it's like, it's a lot to take in just, you know, for me sometimes of, of how you, you go into these different dimensions and you, these, these portals or wherever you do and you come out a different side and it's like, you can question your sanity sometimes as far as that goes. You yeah. Know? Oh, I get it. And I've had a few other people on with similar experiences and they had other people with them where it, they all experienced the same thing. So then it made it real for yeah. them. And yeah. So and, and it just, and it just makes me feel like it's like, Oh, Oh, good. We're, 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 we're all normal. <laughs> well, and you and I, um, sometime I was it early this year or late last year. We just, you and I, we got together over Zoom and we did a journey together and, um, and I didn't know what that was going to be like, but that helped validate some of the things. Yeah, know. it was just that I was guided to, yeah, facilitate for you to take you to wherever. I don't remember exactly where I took, you know, they took us, but. Um, we were mermaid. Okay. And Merlin was there. Okay. I and kind of vaguely remember, but I've done several of them. So it's like, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's like they're giving me information for you. So I accept. Okay. So we want to go. I just want you to close your eyes. The audience can close their eyes too if they want, but we're just going to close your eyes. And I just want you to go into your heart. And I want you to see the double heart, Lisa. And let me know when you got it. I got it. So I want you to see the mermaids, the double heart turn into the mermaid's tail. Okay, so your heart's in the sea. Your heart's in the ocean. Your heart is one. Two beats in the ocean with the family of mermaids and merpeople. And just allow yourself to feel that connection and open that up and it'll open the communication up as well. It's pretty emotional. Just take your time with it. Be interesting what shows up over the next couple of weeks for you. <laughs> but it's like, I just saw the double heart and then I saw it just merge and change into the mermaid tail. And then it just, that's, so that was just like magical. And that was specific. And there might be others that it, it resonates with too, but it's like, that was specific for you, Lisa. Well, and just a couple of weeks ago, I went and saw the little mermaid live action. But I, I have experienced well with you, mermaid energy, and then also mm -hmm. my 
um, a mermaid life um, in series. So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot you know, of my, my, I've, I've, I, I may have been, you know, that mermaid life, but where, and I've been in Sirius too, but where, where I resonate for my underwater world is in the Atlantean underwater, underwater world. I spent three lifetimes that I'm aware of in the Atlantean world. And one of them was underwater. And it's like, when I would go to these play groups for, for matrix energetics, it's like, I apparently would morph into that. So I get really tall and blue and I have fins and I have like these little gills and, and it's like, and then it's like, and it's like, they would tell me this and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. And then somebody would say, and your feet. I'm like, oh, tell me about my feet. Nobody's told me about my feet. And, I was just like, and they would go, they're webbed and they're this and that. So I would always get excited when somebody would see something new um, when they looked at me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's talk about that Atlantean world and, and the three different lives that you've that you remember at least. Well, there was the underwater, there was the underwater. And then um, I was at the end there where it blew up with the, one of the crystal, the crystal beings, as far as that goes. And the crystal being is where we were actually used as crystal beings for the data as we held the data of the crystals as, as a being. So it's like, we were these crystal beings that ran the energy of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. And then there was just one where I was just, I worked with the crystals and I worked with um, the computer systems as far as that goes and the technology. And then there is a lifetime, which I did enter Atlantean, um, but I was not Atlantean. I came from Lemurian. And because I was, um, see how I can put this nicely. I was outspoken and I had different ideas of the way things should be they imprisoned me energetically in these chains and threw me into the ocean. And this father and daughter were fishing in the Atlantean world and pulled Atlantic. Yes. And pulled me out. Um, and I was actually with my one friend at her pool and she could see the chains around me. So she released the chains and it's like, so it's like, and then I actually like was like, could breathe again. And so it's like, I didn't know what happened to me once I got to the Atlantean, but it's the Atlantean saved me from whatever spell they casted me and put me down under. Cause I had been there for 800, at least 800 years from what I could was told. Okay. Very interesting. And so then do you remember your Lemurian life or lives? Not, not really. I mean, I've done um, meditations and like little journeys with where I've been guided and I've seen little snippets of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also take that with a grain of salt because I'm not really into the story so much. And it's about the energy that I held and carried in those lifetimes is the, is what I really like to look at because sure. It's fun to say, Oh, I did this or I was that, right. I mean, the, you know, it's like I was an underwater dweller and I could go into, I could go into the story, but it's like when I just, I don't know. It's like, that's not something. Cause like I said, we're all connected and it's like, there's all these. So I don't get really hung up on the story. Even when I work with energetically with my clients and, and people, and we work with the Akash off planet and on planet, we work with the energies of it and not necessarily. It's like, if you're looking for a story, don't call me. Cause I'm not, that's, that's not my game, but we'll clear like the energies of victim or betrayal um, and access energies of bliss and, and such as far as that goes. So it's, it's that's that's like what feeds me is that the energy it's like it's not i don't really care <laughs> like 
how many lifetimes I was this or that or that because I've just been I've been around I just been around for so long that it's like you've been everything I've been everything mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. pretty much it yeah yeah well okay so that that leads me to ask then how do people work with you what kind of clients come to you for what kind of work well it's um if you want transformation is is what I really believe in it. I work outside the box as far as that goes. And I connect in with the heart of mother earth and I connect to source. And because I've done my work, um, the way I work, my channel is really clear. So it doesn't get convoluted. So even though I'm like a Reiki master and I've taken all these modalities, I believe that source channels through me channels, the healing energy channels, the information channels, the knowledge. And that goes to the client to empower them, to empower themselves, to heal and make change. So I facilitate great change because I can see things clearly without any of my stuff getting convoluted. So magic shows up because I get out of my way and all this information that comes through just comes through. And it's like, it just blows my mind as far as that goes. So if you're looking... I mean, I work with the physical body as well, but if you're looking for great change, um, I got this text. Can I read this text from a client? Of course. She's been working with me for a year. She's in my mentorship train um, program. And she had a session last week, and I don't even remember what the session was about, to be honest, but I got this text at 11, 11.09 at night. Just to note to say how grateful I am for you. You truly are an unexpected guiding light in my life. I can't imagine it without you. You shine light on. I'm going to get emotional. Not only things I can improve upon, but also on how I have grown and changed. You lead me to light and love when I am cloudy and scared. You lead me to direction and perspective when I need it. And most of all, you bring me back to my soul, my source, my vibration, which isn't that what it is all about. I am eternally grateful and you will never get rid of me. <laughs> and so she's, she doesn't get triggered anymore. She can stand in her power. Um, she's like turned her whole life around. And it's like, I keep telling her, it's like, you're the one doing the work. So now she's done a lot of stuff on a personal level. So we just, we had a, a, a like a quick 30 minute today and we're going to work on her business now because she's ready. So I gave her some assignments and we'll see what shows up with the business as far as energetic stuff goes and change. And so, cause she's done a lot on the personal level first because she's, she had a, and it's like, she's just like, she just gets so excited about herself. And it's like, I just like think I'm just, I'm just like, so if, if I feel whoever needs to find me, I'll find me, you yeah. know, it's like I don't market a whole lot. I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't market a whole lot as far as stuff goes. And, I do do a group program, but I, I kind of put it on hiatus this year because I actually had to do some physical self-healing for myself. And, but I just had a new client come in from Singapore that found me. Wow. And it's like, and I was a little concerned because there was some things I was seeing some mirrors. I'm like, what's this all about? But it's like, she's, we've only had two sessions and we have one more scheduled, but she's already had some change and seen things that she hadn't seen. And, you know, so it's like, well, she's going to get out whatever she needs to get out of it. So if you're willing to do the work mm -hmm. um, 
anything can happen. So any direction you want to go, you want to work with shadow work, you want to make huge change in life because we'll put things on the clipboard and source is going to tell me where to go because you have no control. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I love that. Well, so how do people find you? Well, my website is juliastuby.com. So that's easy. I have um, my Facebook page is Julia Stuby. There's like a blue being because that's my blue being. And there's also my business page, which is Julia Stuby, the Galactic Channel. And I have my YouTube channel, which is Julia Stuby, the Galactic Channel. And for those of you who don't like finances or tithe, there are a lot of easy to follow processes on that channel. It's like, I, when I'm guided to give, I give, I do a monthly, I just did it on Monday. Um, I do a live stream healing session, the 12th of each month. And it's like, and it's, and I never know what's going to happen. Like for the one that came on Monday, it's like, sometimes I get it a day ahead of time, like an idea. And I woke up Monday morning and I had no idea where we were going. I had no idea. And it was like, and that's at three. So around, I guess it was around 11. Oh, you're going to activate their Merkaba. Awesome. Then what? <laughs> it's like, there's 30 seconds. Okay. So what, what about the other 30 minutes? It's like, and then they just showed me what it was supposed to be. And I was like, okay, we'll just do that. And it, it's something that I had partially had, ta had taught and activated in the classes that I teach, mm -hmm. but it said that the, the masses were some of the, those who would find the, the video or the process were ready for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I love that. And actually, and that reminds me of what's been happening in my different sessions. Cause I don't know well, where, where it's going to go before, before we start the session. Um, yep, you know, I never know. I never know. I sometimes like you said, I, I'll get an idea like what maybe what a theme or what the notes, you know, but I, I'm not in control over where the journey goes. <laughs> not at all. And you gotta surrender to that. You really just gotta let it go. And it's like so it's like for when and for those of you who get scared with that, what I do is I I go and I fortify my foundation with divine trust and flow. And I just see how those, it just comes in, it just holds me, but it's like, it just flows, but it's solid. So it's like, it's like an oxymoron thing because it's both. And that really helps me. And anytime fear comes up or I use the word instead of fear, or I'm afraid, or I worry, use, change your words to, I'm curious, or I wonder how this is going to work out. And it changes your vibration, which changes what you attract. So you attract wonder and you attract curiosity as opposed to attracting worry and fear. So it's, it's a mindset of like being aware of what you're thinking, what you're saying. And like, well, I don't want to be in a place of worry. So where do I want to be? I want to be curious. So let's be curious today. I'm going to be curious to how this is all going to unfold. And, and if I'm going to get, you know, some kind of magical event coming up and it's like, poof. You know, so it's, yeah, so it's, it is a choice. It really is. It's always a choice. Well, I love it. I love you. Thank you so much for being on one day. Maybe we'll see each other in person. <laughs> I think that'll happen. I believe that'll happen. I'll have to, we'll have to figure it out. It, it's, we still got, I, I think we got a lot longer on here than we think we're here because I think a lot of shifts, a lot of shifts are happening as far as changes and yeah. the beings that we're becoming. Yes.
Well, thank you so much. And for those Thanks of you watching and listening, thank you for your time. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.